Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Do you know that Roman 10 and 14 ends by saying these words, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Kraft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Now, here is today's message. So, uh, I'm going to stay with this here now. Um, And let me show you why this is so important to you. Because every aspect of your life, God wants to heal it. Now, you've heard the message of righteousness. You've heard the message of grace. You know a little bit about justification and reconciliation. Just a little bit, I'm sure. For me to deal with what some call everyday life, I don't choose to go after that the way maybe some are used by God to go after those things. I learned it differently. If you show a person how not to make a mistake, then you don't have to deal with their mistakes. Okay. If you show a people who they are, you don't have to tell them what they're not. I go after this thing in a positive way uh, rather than the negative stuff of dealing with your everyday problems because nobody knows them better than you do. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I don't like cherry picking anyway. You know what I mean? I, I don't do that kind of preaching. I don't. And I'm only saying to you that you don't need somebody whipping your behind. You should have been through with it when you left your mom and dad out. I'm serious. You might not know how to do it. You might not know how to walk it, how to live it. Amen. But that's your reason for being here, to learn how to do that. Glory be to God. Are you listening to me? All right. I find that when people uh, have a good reason for living. They walk away from stuff that would take their life. I find that when people are able to provide for themselves and for their family, they have less stress and mess. Yeah, I find that when a woman has become independent because she doesn't have a reason to depend on a man, she's not married, she seems to be happier when she can provide for herself without having to... um, (laughs) 
I find that when a man is able to support his family adequately, he has stress. No, he doesn't have stress. And he gets along with the wife pretty good. And as one of y'all said just last week, when the wife is happy, everything seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I just know that um, finance is a subject that we need to hear a lot more than what we do. Um, trying not to say the wrong things, but some things I'm just going to have to say. Um, in our communities, um, we don't have much money. No, we don't have much money in our communities. Are you with me? Yes. And um, God wants to change that. Yeah, I really do believe, don't hold it against me, but I really do believe that it's black folks' time. Now, now I believe that. I, I truly believe that it's black folks' time. You know, I think, I think what had bothered me in the past is that it was hidden from so many black people. They couldn't see that the door was open for them. They couldn't see it, you see? So they didn't know how to take advantage of those opportunities that were out there. They didn't know that. Are you with me? And so uh, I think that all pastors, all preachers should awaken this, their, their congregation and help them to see what God is trying to do because because people can pray for a long, long, long time until they start getting weary and asking God, where are you, God? What about us, God? You know, and feeling like they are, they've been left, left alone. And what happens with that, those that know God, they don't never really give up on God, but they began to act like they get given up on God. Here's the thing that I want to say. Their children are affected by it. Yeah. Are you with me now? Because <clears throat> if children watch their parents seek God, worship God, praise God, talk about God, tell them about God, God this, God that, God this and God that, those children are looking for God to come through. Yeah. Okay, now, I know what I'm saying. They're looking for children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so when God don't ever seem to come through, the children seem to get a little discouraged in this God. Come on, y'all. The children seem to wonder, well, you know, hey, you know, where is it? Now I'm going to show you something that happened to our community. Going way back. Probably started around in the 60s sometime. 
when they start passing out welfare checks. The children were watching, they were watching the parents. Are you with me? And they they didn't see uh, industrial like uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and they didn't see productivity, and they, they they didn't see none of that, and they saw too many of us laid back, yeah. right, and depending on the wrong things. I'm gonna get in my message, but please let me get in my message. And so for years, most of y'all don't know nothing about this, right? There were a whole bunch of people waiting at the mailbox the first of the month. Oh, yeah. Are you with me? Because there were very few jobs available for us. And then the jobs that were available, a lot of us were a little skeptical about working those jobs. For a little measly Whatever. So we watched our parents and our grandparents work work their fingers down to the bone, right? And brought home nothing. Which caused some of our ancestors to start doing a little something on the side to try to help themselves. If you didn't do something on the side, man, you're in a bad way. So in a sense, I'm, 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 I look, I'm not condoning it. I'm only saying they had to do something to take care of the children. Because when you, when you brought just enough home, amen, to put some food in their mouth and, and keep a roof over their head, that's where the saying came from. Amen. I just need a roof over my head and some food to eat. Are you with me? And gradually went into the cage and they locked the door. Are you with me? I've seen people who, when the mailman didn't put that check in the box. I, I, I tell you, I have seen people just, just yeah. you know, they're, they're desperate. Yeah. And they don't know what happened to their check. And so they run the mailman down and say, listen, you supposed to have left a check back there. He said, well, no check for you. And then they find out, hey, amen, that your check, for whatever reason, it just didn't get mailed out. And then they tell you, now you got to wait, what, 15 days or another month before you get a check. You say, well, how am I going to live? They say, well, we don't, we don't know that. All we know is that you, you, you're going to have to wait until you get your check. That person now got to go around and start borrowing stuff from people and tell them, I give you your stuff back when my check comes. You ready? When the check comes, they hold it all out. I'm not going to make no excuses for sin. I'm just going to tell you, and I ain't going to take it back. In a sense, we were kind of ushered over into more sin than what we needed. In order to survive. Because when they opened up the school for and told that we could go to school, the government had said that we could, but there were others out there who made certain that you didn't go. So now we got to fight to go to school. 
And then those that went to school had to both go to school and work hard in order to survive. So it was just rough for our community. Anybody listen to me? It was terrible for our communities. Back when I was coming along, amen, they had this thing where if you need a little extra butter, you go down the street, knock on the door, and, and Miss May Sue would give you a little, tea, a little butter. If you need a little sugar, it may give you a cup of sugar and stuff like that right there. Well, that got cut off real quick. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, you know what I mean, where black people are trying to help each other to survive. They're trying to help each other make it. I, I'm certain that a lot of you don't know our history. You, you don't know our history. You don't. And you don't realize how many died that the next generation would have a better life. Do you? Do you? You know how many wanted to go to school so bad? They wanted to go to school so bad, but they didn't get a chance to go to school. So then when they became parents, they threatened their children. You're going to school, I kill you. Right? Because they knew how important it is to have an education. Am I right? What about you in your house, Larry? Amen. Amen. You may steal something and get a whooping. You know, you may get to fighting and get a whooping. But if you miss school, you get a beat in my house. Because school was everything to them because they knew what they couldn't have. You understand what I'm saying? All right. And so there's always been, always have been this, this scheme. It runs undercurrent to discourage our children from learning. Mm -hmm. And they may tell the parent, and the parent come to the school, oh, we we don't treat uh, little Bobby any different from the way everybody, da 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 da. Amen. I bet you little Bobby knows the difference. Bet she does. I'm not going to make up excuses for little Bobby because he, little Bobby, you got to stay on little Bobby, make sure little Bobby go to school. You understand know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, you know what it's like, and that's why parents, amen, have to make those visits to school. You got to. You got to. Look, 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 look. I stayed at school. Got to place, amen. They, they, they knew me when they saw me coming. Am I right? Yes, sir. Amen. Something going down, I'm going to school. Yeah. Yeah. You pay your children some attention when they're talking to you. Yeah. Glory be to God. Amen. Because there's a system out there, amen, that don't want them to get too far. You got to know that there's a system that works against you. And I'm afraid that I'm talking to a lot of people that don't know that. There's a system that works against you. Do you not know that?
In every city I've ever gone to, amen, there's a railroad uh, track. Every city I've ever gone to, there's a railroad track. And there are those on this side and those on that side. Every city I've ever gone to, Shafri. And it makes me sad when I see that, that black people, you know, Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. You know, and you see yourself in your own eyes as grasshoppers. You see yourself in your own eyes as being small. You see yourself as being insignificant. Now you boast to one another. Oh, y'all to get down to one another. Amen. Glory be to God. But you ain't looking across that railroad track. That's not my sermon, but I'm sorry. I just need to say that, man. One more thing I want to say, then I'm getting my message. We don't patronize one another. Now, I hate that like everything. No. Let let one of y'all open up a store. Y'all know that they got the store. Won't even go there. And go somewhere else, get the same thing that they got over there. You know, that's messy. That's so messy. Afraid of somebody, amen, from your crop, amen, outdoing you or doing better than you. We all can go. Everybody can go. But there are so many, amen, in the bucket that's afraid of being left in the bucket by themselves. And they see somebody getting out the bucket, they grab them and pull them back in the bucket. I will. I, well, I know what God told me to preach, but I'm telling you, people, we got to stop being so jealous of one another. We got to stop that, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, how can we talk about those children in the big cities, amen, where you see black on black crime when they learned it from Yeah, people. I'll move ahead. I, I will. I'll move ahead. But please, listen. Listen. Wow, God, Jesus, what you better do? What you better do? Hosha, go shake it out of my shop People, we have to help each other. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Was it one of y'all I was talking to? It was just a few minutes ago. I was having this conversation with somebody. I was thinking it was one of my own members. How, How every ethnic group come to America... Amen. Help each other. Yeah. 
I watch them come and they get the real low jobs, you know, doing anything. Amen. But they stay around. Glory be to God. I watch what they do. Amen. And it might be 15 of them in that house. It might be, but him, I'm watching what they're doing. Amen. They putting that money together. They saving that money. Because just as sure as you turn around within a few years, you're going to see a truck drive down the street. Amen. Amen. With his own business. Glory be to God. Amen. I said, that's amazing how they do that. Within a little time, they do that. What do y'all just say that? Let me, let me tell you something. What makes me sad is that we are the only one. I told y'all this several years ago. I'm going to tell you one more time. Because this story was told to me. I was not there. It said that this black guy was either a, a, a taxi driver or a chauffeur or something from the airport. He a shuttle driver or whatever. And he picked up this rich, this wealthy uh, Japan, this, this Japanese, and they're headed toward the city. And the businessman, which is the, the Japanese, he says to them, he says, can I ask you a question? So the black guy looked up in the mirror and said, sure. He said, I don't understand that people can come from all other nations and come here and start their own businesses yes. and become wealthy. And he said, black people been here all this time. And he said, they just, he asked the black man that. He said, can you please tell me? The black, according to what the black man said, he was just stunned that the man was bold enough to accident. He said, I want to know. What is it about y'all? Here, here's the deal, and then I let this go, okay? Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, you can take and get it home and twist it and make it be something that you want to say, but I'm going to tell you the real deal. I'm not going to tell you to you. If you understand how psychology operates, for a long, long time, you were hated and they showed nothing but hate and resentment toward you. Watch this here. Which means over a period of however many years, uh huh, amen, they taught us how to hate each other and to hate ourselves. Thank you, brother. That's exactly right. You ask the average black man, does he love himself? He'll say, yeah, but he ain't talking about loving himself. That ain't what he's talking about. Because when he sees himself across the street, he got a problem with him. They can't go to the same party. They can't. They hate each other so bad until they're going to get the fighting for the leader. They don't like each other. They don't like each other. They can't go to school together. Amen. Wherever they are. Amen. If they work on the same job, this one's going to try to get that one fired.
I thought I was talking to one of y'all, because whoever I was talking to told me, told me that, uh, that it was a Klansman that said, uh, we don't worry about y'all no more. So y'all kill each other. Who told me that? Yeah. Yeah. Said, so we don't worry about y'all no more. We ain't got to say, we ain't got to come and burn crosses in your yard. And blah, blah, blah. So y'all, y'all kill each other. Are you listening to me now? Now, can I get it my message? I'll take it. Since I'll, can I, what about a few minutes? Can I do this? All right. All right. But, but you see, Taylor, you see how that touched you? You see, that's what we needed to touch us, to touch us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Where we love each other. Glory be to God. Amen. When you get something, amen, I bless you and what you, what you, hallelujah, glory. I said, go ahead, brother, praise God, amen. You did an awesome thing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yes, sir. Because the way that Jesus taught this thing, amen, is when one get out, he throw the rope back for the other one, amen, and pull him up out of there. That's the way he taught the thing. Glory be to God. Woo! Woo, Jesus. If, if you're a picky person and, and always trying to find fault in somebody else and you can't see nobody wrong but, but somebody else, amen, let me help you. Because our Lord said out of his own mouth, amen, when they were trying to get him to be picky too. He didn't, he didn't say nothing about the one they were pointing at. He went to the pointer. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Ain't he like that? Amen. 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 And you can see that so many times in the Bible where he done that. Amen. So the one, Lord, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus said, how can you say to your brother, remove the splinter from his eye when you got a beam in your own eye? He said, yeah, the first what? Remove the beam out your eye. Then you can see how to help amen, get the splinter out of your brother's eye. Help me now. Yeah. He said, amen, when they threw the woman down at his feet, I said, Lord, she caught in a doctor. He said, yeah, let me just tell you what you caught in. Yeah, let me let me show you what you were caught in. And all of them now. You know what the Bible actually teaches? This is God himself. He said, don't you judge, lest, lest you also be judged. Didn't he? He said stuff like, amen, if you don't show no mercy, you ain't going to get no. Can you see God? So God don't want us doing a lot of stuff that we think is godly. I mean, really. A lot of things that we do, we think is godly. Did you know that, though? Lord, let me preach on message. <laughs> Psalms 115. <laughs> Psalms 115. 
Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Amen. If I'm falling down, amen, you can't help me if you're talking about me. No, no, no. I don't need you to talk about me. I can see that I'm falling down. Amen. Come on. I need you to reach in. Amen. Come on and help me stand up. Glory be to God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know y'all don't believe this and you have heard me say it a thousand times, but you better ask somebody that walked with me, amen, and somebody that's close to me, amen. I don't let nobody come to me and talk about other folk. I've been like that for years. I mean, I just ain't going to let you do it. Now, y'all ought to be like that. If you come to me and start talking about people, watch how I begin to ignore you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ignore you. Amen. Because apparently I got that from God. Yeah, I did. Amen. Because if you come to me talking about somebody, I'm looking at you. And I'm waiting for you to get through because I'm going be, to be dealing with you. As soon as you finish, I'm going to be dealing with you. And, and no doubt, people over the years have thought, Bitch, I, I didn't come here to talk about me. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Larry, the reason why is because I got sense enough to know that they say that they are Christian, right? Amen. If they had the love of God flowing in their life, amen they would do all they can to help the person that they talk about. They really would. Yeah. Ain't talking about them ain't going to help them. Some of you ain't saying amen no more. Well, you need to stop. You need to quit it. You need to quit it. That's what you're doing. You need to quit it and leave it alone. That's all I can tell you. Amen. Because you can't talk about nobody. You can't talk about nobody. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I don't care what you think about yourself. I guarantee you that ain't nobody in here who can talk about somebody else. I, I bet you. I bet you. You said not even one pastor, not even one. You can't talk about nobody. No. But I, but I wasn't talking about it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know you're just saying, wasn't you? <laughs> I just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. I'm glad y'all receiving me. Now I ain't got for 10 minutes. Now I ain't got for 10 minutes to preach. Honestly, honestly, sweet, I came to talk to y'all about prosperity. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we're moving some hindrances out the way. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. 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 But, uh, do, but, but do this then. Anytime you feel like you got the notion to say something about somebody, 
on purpose say, I remember what God said last week and just shut it down. Watch and see, don't you feel a rush on the inside like you still want to say it? Even though you don't say it, I ain't going to say nothing. You have to just contain that and contain that. Because if you don't watch it, amen, enough time passed by, you'll say it anyway. You know why? Because that is something that is trained. It's a habit. It's what you've been doing. And you have to suppress that thing. In fact, God don't say suppress it. He said kill it. Let it die. Yeah. Don't sit up in your house and talk about people. Amen. I can tell you the other side to that, but I don't want to start that. I don't want to bother that. But I, but I, but I learned these things from God, from reading uh, Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Amen. When he go from the fifth chapter to the seventh chapter, amen, if you take to heart what he's saying to you and let that get in your spirit, it'll change the way you are. It will change you. What happened with that is that when you do a little bit too hard of slandering somebody, and maybe because you, you've been practicing it so long, you don't believe that it's called slander. You just believe that it's called just saying what you saw. Amen. But what happens with that, there's a spiritual law yeah. will cause it to reverse yeah. on, on you. It'll reverse. It's a spiritual law. Amen. And it's like a boomerang. You throw that thing, amen, it turns, it turns and come right back, what it does. Amen. You find this in the book of James also. And so when you're sending out, sending out those things, amen, the Bible, James called them curses. James said you're speaking curses on people. Can I talk? Look like I ain't going to get around to this here. Amen. Look, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Please listen to me. This is all scripture. Amen. You say, but I didn't mean nothing. I was just talking about it. You know, you know, me and my mama just stand in the kitchen. We're just talking. Let me just tell you something. Amen. It could be your own family that you're talking about. And what you don't know is James said, amen, out of your mouth is coming what? Bitter. That's right. Amen. What? Amen. So you send out those curses. Right? You're sending them to people. If their life is not right, Amen. According to the proverb, it can light upon them. Yeah. Yeah. You read the Bible? Yeah. If their life is not good, yeah. it can light upon them. It can rest upon them. Yeah. Amen. If it does, amen, you can cause all kinds of things to happen to that person. Yeah. What's your mouth? Yes, Did you know that? Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of times you're talking against people that you say you love. You'll be surprised how many people went to an early grade because somebody put them in there. Now, 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 when you speak those words of blessing, you are blessing them with your mouth. Are you there? So I just thought I'd take this opportunity to share that with you, amen, that you can hurt the success that you want to see. Yeah. Yes. Come. Here I come. It's God now. It's God now. Amen. Listen, if you intend for your children to be successful, you better watch your, you better watch what you say. Good God Almighty, you better watch what you say. 
You say, but I didn't mean that. Amen. What I learned just the other day, that when you say I didn't mean it, it's already gone. It's gone. Yeah. We're glad that we can retract some of that stuff that we say, but you can't retract it. Amen. Once it's gone, it's gone. Your, your words are very, very powerful. I feel the need, amen, uh-uh, I'm not going to get around to that. I feel the need to, to, to teach you just a little bit, just a few more minutes. Aren't you hear me? God has so made us that we can do the same thing that he can do. Yeah. Now, for those of you that don't know that, amen, don't, don't, don't say I'm preaching heresy because I got scripture, okay? All right, all right, all right. The reason why he tell us to speak, amen, is because that's what he do. Yeah. Or that's what he does, rather. Yeah. God is a speaker. Yeah. All right? And when he wants something done, that's what he do. He open up his mouth and he speak. Yeah. The, the Bible say from the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, amen, that's how God created everything, yeah. amen. He spoke those things. Yeah. All right? The book of Hebrews said that the whole world was framed by the word of God. Amen. The word uh, frame had to do with the word uh, uh, eons. Amen. The ages, how God framed the ages from speaking the word of God. Are you there? All right. In the book of Matthew, Jesus teaches from verse 31 through 39. Amen. That when you speak, it says you speak from the abundance of the heart. You speak what is stored inside of you. It says, with your mouth, amen, you are condemned, and with your mouth, you are justified. So when a person's speaking the wrong things, they actually condemn themselves. Or they justify what they have said. Proverbs 18, 21 says, from the mouth, amen, Both good and evil proceed from the mouth. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Meaning that is what they would get. That would be their produce. Are you with me now, somebody? James talking about the tongue. It says it's like a, a small match that lights up a whole forest and burns it down. He says like a rotor, a small rotor that turns a huge ship, like the bit in a horse's mouth that can turn the horse whichever way it will. That little thing can either benefit your life, bless your life, or curse your life. When you want something done, you don't have to beg God to do it, especially if you have prayed. You don't have to beg God to do it. Amen. You have what you need in your mouth. A lot of things that we are hoping to get, a lot of things that we're pleading for, a lot of things we say we're believing for. Amen. You can believe all you want to. Never open your mouth, amen, and it'll stay way out there. 
the way you bring it to you, amen, by opening up your mouth and speaking the word of God. You ready? You ready? You have to, on purpose, intentionally, speak the word of God in your behalf every single day to have that great life. Now, you can have a good life, but to have that great life, you're going to have to put this here thing right here to work, amen, for your good. Mm -hmm. Now, you know I got to say it all if I'm going to say it. All right. Let's go for all of us now. If you're lazy, the word shiftless. And, you know, you find excuses for not doing those things. You can remain in poverty. Yes, sir. Yes. Are you with me now? You sit around and feel sorry for yourself? Look up there in the sky and wonder where God is? You know what I mean? Hope something come around the corner? You know, and all that hoping and wishing, amen, the sun will go down on you. Yeah. Yes, sir. And you'll be back in the bed, sleep again, all right, and wake up another day or look at up and down the street. Look at up and down the street, amen. Wonder when is my chain going to come? And I'm telling you right now, amen, if you don't do the right thing to make your chain come, your chain ain't coming. Glory be to God. Now, I'm going to say something. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what you don't want to see. Now, I want you to believe me. Larry, this is God. God used this way back then, Everton. It was sad, but it happened. You ready? If you don't start putting to work what God give you from this pulpit, do you know, just as sure as I'm standing here, you're going to look in the mirror one day and you're going to say, oh my God. You're going to see yourself getting old, wrinkled. <laughs> At that point, people sit somewhere and feel sorry for themselves and they sit and cry. Just sit and cry. Yeah. What wrong with you? Oh, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong. Just leave me, just leave me by myself. Leave me alone. Amen. It called self-pity. Because they wouldn't do nothing to change their life. They wouldn't do nothing to change their life. They wouldn't do nothing. And people who are like that will look for other people to blame for their situation. Come on now. Come on here. God is looking for us, amen, to not just be hearers only, but to be doers of the word of God. Stop deceiving yourself, the Bible says. Put the word to work. Put it to work. Let God transform your life. Let God bless your life. And he will. Tell you he will. God will catapult you, amen, and put you out there, amen. Everybody be wondering, how in the world they get out there? My God, how they get out there? Because they got tired of just sitting on their bosom, amen, watching the day go by, amen, with no changes in their life.
You can change your life. You can change your situation. I will. I read two scriptures. <laughs> Somebody say he ain't read from the Bible. Well, let's read from the Bible. Go to Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read what you already know. Acts chapter 1. Go there. Y'all ready? Look if you will. Verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. I'm waiting on you. When we read this and look at, look at the verse over there in uh, chapter 2, then we're going to Ephesians chapter 3, and then I'll leave it alone. <clears throat> but I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. <clears throat> You ready? Everybody looking at it. It says, but you shall receive what? Power. Say power. power. Listen. It says that when you receive God, the Holy Spirit, you receive God's ability. Yeah. When, when they say you shall receive power, it does not mean, amen, like you go and drink a power drink, like I got that right there, amen. And I did, you know, when I drink a power drink and I feel like, oh, Lord, you know what I mean? Oh, Lord, you know what I mean? No, 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 amen. It, the power is God's power, which means it, it is God's ability. When we receive that power, it is God's ability in you. Look, look, look. But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and, and, uh, and to the end of the world. Listen, let me tell you something. Amen. That power was for every born again child of God to receive it and use it. In chapter 2, it said, on the day of Pentecost, the power came. Yeah. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the power. The Holy Spirit, you receive them. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.